Yeah. But I get the technical part. It's like, I mean, there's definitely a learning curve there. So, anyway, how the hell are you? Save it for the pod. This is the pod, buddy. We're going. This is it? This is it, man. Okay. Do you remember how these these episodes start? Wow. That's a... So, there's a 10-minute recording software conversation at the beginning of this podcast? Yeah. Oh, that whole part with you trying to turn your camera on? Yeah, that's all part of it. Now, I guess there has to be, because if if uh, we've mentioned that 10 minute conversation and people don't get to hear it they'll lose oh. their minds well matt a little secret for you circle of wizards patreon oh yeah all the tech talk <laughs> all the- over there <laughs> so man i mean we've taken the world by storm it's been almost a week since our first episode of circle of wizards was posted i mean how are you feeling with all the newfound fame and glory well you know it's it's funny because you know it's going to do well, you know? You know that you're putting out such a quality product. Oh, for goodness sakes, yes. But then when it happens, you're still... You have that, that feeling of shock. You're just like, I can't believe it, even though I totally expected it and totally knew. Right? 120 on the video game charts? Wow. <laughs> and how many video game podcasts do you think there are? I There's at least 123. I would think... I would I would say conservatively, three thousand. Yeah, there's got to be a few thousand video game podcasts. I mean, honestly, we joke about it and like it's like yeah, 120. But we started a new podcast, posted one episode, and to be almost in the top 100 of video game podcasts, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. What if, What if you were in the top TV shows of all time? Like someone oh put gosh. out a list. Rolling Stone has top 100 albums of all time, and I know album 100. Very well, you know. Which one is that? I don't. I don't remember. But oh, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I that know. was the band. It was album one hundred. Uh, let's. You know uh, what? One hundred in the chart toppers. That's a pretty good name. <laughs> oh, it's top five hundred, and it looks. To, yeah. It's Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire has the five hundredth album of all time. Yeah. There you go. So our podcast, relatively, is better than Arcade, <laughs> Arcade. Fire. I'm just going to mention Skies of Arcadia to get a, a video game reference in. What uh, what number were we? What one one uh, like one twenty or something? One twelve or something like that? Well, let Who me take a be? look. Then yeah, let please. me take a look. I'm going to oh, while you look. Pixies Doolittle one forty one. We're better <laughs> than Doolittle. I love Doolittle. What about Doctor Doolittle? Are we better than Doctor Doolittle? Well, what? I think that depends a lot on what uh, what franchise we're talking about <laughs> now. Uh, surely we're better than Robert Downey Jr., Dr. Doolittle, right? I would I would think so. I would think in the list of movies, that doesn't crack the top 500. <laughs> 500. Uh, uh, but, uh, 120 Matt, I, is Moondance. Van Morrison, I do not... I don't like Van Morrison. 121, Elvis Costello, this year's model. Love that album. See? And we're, so now I've got to really check, because if, if we're really going to compare ourselves, we can't say we're better... Then Elvis right. Costello, and then really we were one twenty four. Like that's not fair. We're open Agreed. and honest here, Matt. I mean, if nothing else, that's just what we do. Oh, it's. So, I mean, I think all I've talked about is how I don't really care for video games. Right. It's, I you mean, it's perfect. You don't get that on on a on a VG podcast too often. No, you don't. And so that's what really sets us apart. It, one, it's our honesty. 
Two, it's obviously our knowledge, our no, in-depth yeah. knowledge and, and research we put into every topic that we discuss. But uh, enough movie talk, enough chart-topping talk. We're here to talk about video games, Matt. You know, I know it's only been a week since we've talked, but uh, what you been playing lately? Anything new? Uh, yeah, yeah, I plan playing some new. I've been playing some new. I okay. did. I uh, started uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, you did it. Okay, how's the peen looking? I did. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm penis C. I think the oh, was circumcised with pubic hair okay. is the a model l- I I went with. A I, little I, to the left. Well, I felt that I felt that in this world we're living in a sort of a, I don't know if medieval is even the correct term. I mean, it's Dungeons and Dragons, I guess. Uh, that they wouldn't sure. be shaving their pubic hair. That seemed wrong, and I guess honestly, it seems odd that that maybe they would have circumcision, but. You you want to play yourself a little bit, so right, yeah, uh, and sometimes with yourself. I mean, if solo games, right? I mean, it's not all about co op. There's right? there's I believe there's skills and and things you can pick up for uh, not bringing along companions. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. I haven't started that game. I I want to play it. I hear people talking about it. But it just seems like it's a huge time suck. I mean, is it one of those games that's just going to take hundreds and hundreds of hours to get anywhere in? No, I don't. I don't think so. It's fun. I mean, yeah, I'm having some, I'm having some problems with it. Oh, I don't know if it's turned me around on video games. You want to talk you know, about it or? Well, I st- I started up Starfield as well. Oh, you, you started Baldur's Gate three and Starfield. And uh, a Starfield, I think, might suck. Starfield <laughs> might suck. I, okay, I mean, they delayed it and delayed it. I mean, what did they they announced it years and years ago? It keeps getting delayed, and they say, okay, we really want to fine tune it. All this buzz, uh, but I mean, the reviews I'm hearing tell me if I'm wrong, but they're saying it's just like every other Bethesda game. Yeah, I, in space. <laughs> but but I would say it's every Bethesda game, but even less like the parts I like. But, but huh. I, all those games have been taking steps back for me since Morrowind. Yeah, uh, I I loved Morrowind, and 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 they just keep sort of like stripping out the things that made it unique and and a uh, mm. uh, interesting experience. And um, Starfield seems like another step forward in that sort of. We remember No Man's Sky comes out. Oh boy, do I ever! I, we may have talked about it either on the first episode or an unreleased, but I bought that, that day one with all the promises of co-op and all that fun stuff, and then they just pulled the rug right out from under me. And people say it's better now. Maybe that's true, but like, mm. I still have a. Th- well, I know there's quests and things now, and and look, what I'm gonna say, you could say kind of about any game or anything, but No Man's Sky did have the issue to me of like, well, what do you? do like why do you do it why and you know so in starfield it's like oh you you i i was reading forums and people are like i landed on a a planet and i overheard a conversation and then i talked to a guy and he gave me a quest and then i got another quest i had five quests just from landed on a new place it's like well doesn't that sound like every and i'm just kind (laughs) of like but what are they what are the quest like a guy wants me to go find his tree uh, sensors or so something. So it's fetch quests. The whole thing is fetch quests. That's what it feels like. I'm not that far in, but that's what it feels like to me so far. And okay. that, that like, yeah, you can build a ship, but like, 
Why? Why? The the ships feel like fast travel. You're not like flying from planet to planet. You're yeah. You, you say you're on a planet. You go to your ship. You you get in your ship. You take off. Then you're in space. Then you go into a menu. You select a planet. You say I want to go to this planet. Or I guess star system. Yeah. Then you fast travel to that. So you're still in your ship. Then sounds like you, no man's sky so far. When you get to the 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 solar system or whatever, then you pick a planet. In a menu, you say, "I want now. I want to land on this spot," and then you load into that. You see a little animation of your ship landing, and then you like you push a button to get off of your ship. There's a lot of menus and just sort of like. And then in here, now Baldur's Gate. I'm mm-hmm. having the issue of like, did you play uh, Knights of the Old Republic or Mass yeah, Effect? Even sure. I just actually got a brand new sealed copy of Knights of the Old Republic on oh, Xbox. Cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, here's the thing. I feel like Baldur's Gate should have been like two games after Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's coming out now, and it's good. I'm not saying it's like, I'm not like saying, well, they didn't do any work or what, blah, 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 blah. I just feel like the advancements, there's a lot of like, Oh, here's uh there's a goblin camp. They're evil, they're bad. And and then there's these sweet little villagers uh that wanna not be killed by the goblin camp. Do you wanna kill the goblin camp or kill the innocent? Oh people? no. You get we talked about this last episode. We don't go dark. I don't. And I but I also think are you kidding me, that's still Basically, the choices we're we're making, like, yeah. do, do you want to, uh, you know, give the baby candy or kick it down a hill? It's just like, yeah, why are those your only choices? And it and again, it does do a better job. There's a little more, like, maybe maybe morally gray, or but then it does have the problem of your your, your followers seem to like. Good things or bad things. You know, there's a guy that likes bad things, and then there's the girl that likes good things. So oh. playing... Which girl gr- do you like? Well, Shadowheart. Okay. She's my girlfriend. <laughs> but playing sort of like a morally gray character doesn't... Your your influence or whatever over your, mm. your followers, how much they like you, is just going to be in the middle and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, okay, uh, video okay. games kind of suck. They're just kind of stupid. <laughs> well, I don't... Not so fast, Matt, because I think this is a perfect segue into one of the main topics this episode. Have you? Did you? Have you been playing? Dude, I, I don't want to miss out I, on you playing. I no, talked for I a long time. Well, you know what? The thing is, since we've first started this podcast, you know, and I know it's only been a week, but since we started the inception of this podcast, it really came at this right time for me where... I changed my gaming habits. So I was buying $70 games, or, you know, the big ones, you know, like the big right. AAA titles. Stuff. I bought the Hogwarts game. It was amazing. I played it once. Uh, you know, I buy these $70 games, and then I find I just don't have the time. And I don't have the time for Starfield. I don't have the time for Baldur's Gate. So I now have decided to stop buying those type of games. I'll pick okay. them up when they're free or 20 bucks or whatever. Um, but what I have gotten into, which this podcast actually kind of sparked this when we decided to start it was retro games i've i've found that you can just pick up an nes cart put it in you get right into the game jump around you either save your game or don't they give you a password or you say whatever it took me 10 minutes to get here i'll just start right. over next time 
and you turn it off and you go about your day and it's just simple. Now I'll say this for for balders. Okay. I do feel like it's it's pretty good at you could do one little like mm-hmm. thing and save and quit and feel like I did a little story today or something. Okay. It so it's not a 3-hour dungeon run per mission each time. It's No, not everything is is like that. There's actually okay. it's kind of cool there's not actually that many fights. Uh and like when you're going through the random just the world. I mean, you'll run into a, a couple, you know, blocks of people or whatever, but it's not Yeah, no. Yeah, you can like get to where you're going and not have to that's cool. Uh, uh, trog? I wonder what word I it's want. Not a slog. Slog. It's, slog. it's not a slog. It's not a, a dredge. Trek. You don't a- have to trek. It's not a slog. But anyway. Okay. 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 But that's the thing is, I, and I appreciate that. So that makes me feel good about eventually getting into Baldur's Gate. But I just, I've, I've rediscovered all these games from my childhood i grew up with the nes like we talked about so you might notice i actually have a famicom right here oh wow i just picked up a top loader famicom so i've got an adapter that lets me play nes on it but the top loaders are good for uh, the games load a lot quicker than the old school vcr nes you know first edition yeah so pick that up so it can play of course the famicom games and the nes with the adapter but my collection I, i've built up since we started this podcast i've built up almost 200 nes games now. oh wow so okay. i'm just That's trying to read build- what there's 700 and something it licensed uh, $700 each too yeah oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no there's like 700 licensed and I'm not gonna get stadium events I'm not gonna get little Samson I'm not gonna get dinosaur coloring book I'm not I'm not gonna get I, I'm not going for like I'm not obsessed where I have to get the yes. whole set it's not and I and trust me there's there's some great youtube channels there's that great documentary nintendo quest where he go I, I love it i love watching that stuff and seeing collectors with the passion and they want to get them all totally cool but for me it's just i want to get all the five dollar games all the seven dollar games i want to build up as many as i can i've got some 20 and 30 dollar ones but i just want to be able to hey that game looks cool put it in Okay, not for me. It's five bucks. Put it on the shelf. And I just want to have the collection where I can play through all these old school games. And I've been watching a lot of documentaries on video game history. I've been watching a lot of these YouTube channels. And I, I found a physical copy of Nintendo Quest from the Kickstarter. Really cool. I was able to go back and watch the special features. Like, you just can't buy those anymore. So really fun watching those guys and seeing all the games that are out there. And so I've been reinvigorated into my retro collecting because when I was a kid, I would buy a every system and i would keep all my stuff i i traded in things when i was really young and then i stopped doing that because i realized how you know they give you a couple bucks and it's just not worth it and so i started building up my collection and then i actually you know within the past year or two i actually started selling some of my old stuff off to my good friend john uh who may pop up on this podcast at some point he's a big retro guy and collector and i'm just like you know it's sitting in boxes i'm not playing it so i started selling my collection off and then getting back into this nintendo stuff i realized like my passion lies more with the retro than in the new stuff and it's nothing against the new games if i had the time i would love to sink the hours into starfield i would love to do that stuff but i just at this point in my life don't have the time but what i do have the time is to pop in mario brothers 3 on nes and hop around use the flute skip to level seven or eight you know i mean i can just get through those games play for 30 minutes at a time 
enjoy it. And then I don't feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this mission. And, and then, you know, we talk about like Elder Scrolls. Oh, I got to, I got to steal all this stuff and read this book. And it's just, it's too overwhelming for me, you know, and it's, it almost became like those games, the way I like to play them became a chore. And I don't know, it's not the kind of gaming I want to do right now, if that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. So it's been fun. So yeah, I got the Famicom. Um, I sold my Dreamcast to John and bought another Dreamcast. So there's Smart. my there's my Smart. Dreamcast back. Um, that was in that. That's how you did that. That was back to back. You sold him your Dreamcast and then bought another. Took that money and essentially. Okay. Well, not so back. <laughs> Interesting. Not so not so back to back. But months later, I realized I'm like. I love Dreamcast, right? Yeah. Like Dreamcast was a great system, and much like the Saturn, which I still have my Sega Saturn, it, it's it's such a powerful system. Was better than the competition, That's and true. it's just too expensive. And they didn't have the first party titles. You know, Sonic right. Adventure was great, but they just didn't hook people. And uh, you know, Nintendo got them. The Saturn that I love forget it. that existed at all. Well, I, you should forget it unless you're a, rich. A, a brief. Uh, period of time well you know but, in japan in japan the saturn was around like for another five or six more years like it was huge in japan interesting and and they, but, the dream they still had the dreamcast i mean the dreamcast did pretty well there too yeah. i mean and sega did really well in japan but here it both those systems back to back put kicked sega yeah out of the console market and uh which is a shame because again like when the saturn came out better than the playstation hardware wise when the dreamcast came out way better than the n64 um and gamecube like it's just they're they're so good with their hardware but again the cost goes up and mm. people just don't adopt it and uh it's a shame because really they've got some great stuff so well and it's a, it's a shame like you're saying they don't they don't make these retro games anymore right? that's why you have to go buy all these nes cartridges yeah, because well, they just don't make huh? Well, Matt, what? hold on a second. This my you've you've beat me. This is the perfect segue to our topic du jour. I ruined the last one. I thought I <laughs> no no no. It's good. This is perfect. So, uh, really cool. So, Matt and I have talked for a long time. You know, we're dreaming dreaming about building this podcast up, and we said, what if we could get a review copy and review a game? Like, would someone send us a copy of their game? And, and we fact, got. I think I said that's my only goal, and once we do it, we can stop the podcast. Because <laughs> I, I, I assumed this is <laughs> years down the road. <laughs> you did, and you assumed incorrectly because the fine folks over at Retroware and Program Mancer developed a game called Prison City. It just released a couple of weeks ago on Steam, and this game is everything that I want from a new game. It is NES goodness packaged into a computer game i know it's on steam i don't know if it hits switch i have a feeling this is like a perfect switch game i'm not seeing it yet but they've got to bring this to switch they got to do a limited release or whatever but they were nice enough to send us a couple of copies of this thing and matt this is what i'm talking about like starfield i have game pass i could play it is it out on game pass now did it come out for yes yeah okay, okay. yeah okay so i've got game pass could play it i'm just not interested in that stuff this game comes out this is what i want to play i am so excited to talk about this because as i'm playing i'm simultaneously have been playing all these nes games in the background and ah, i'm like sorry I'm like, i've got okay go ahead i got i had uh audio going off i didn't know if you could hear it or not oh no no i didn't hear it i have fixed the problem 
Okay, excellent, excellent. And uh, did did you apologize for that? To you? Uh, yeah. I don't think I did. I, that's interesting. I, I was saying all the words around it, and I never said, I'm sorry. Thank you, Matt. I, I accept your apology, and we can Just now wait, move forward. Wait, you know forward. what? Actually, what? that time I didn't really say... I said I didn't say I'm sorry. I didn't. That wasn't me saying it, I guess. <laughs> so I don't want this to go by on a technicality. Let me... <clears throat> Kevin, I'm sorry. Matt, I accept your apology and the backhanded apology wasn't backhanded it just no. wasn't it wasn't <laughs> look man matt i'm sorry for calling your apology backhanded i didn't mean right. it. inner conflict inner turmoil <laughs> within the well listen we've already accomplished all our goals we're top of the charts we've gotten review copies you're of games right. this i mean this may be the last one so yeah, we gotta, i guess you're right i guess we gotta you, speed through everything <laughs> everything is it'd be you know people will say they did everything in the first episode by episode three, they're just spinning their wheels. You can tell they don't want to be there. Well, we got to sell out next episode. Oh, that's true, right? Well, maybe I'll give. Uh, maybe I'll I'll be really positive about this game. Yeah, maybe that'll be me selling out. Maybe people will know that I've sold out when I get a, a review copy and I have nothing bad to say. <laughs> about a game i was thinking sellout was more like this podcast is brought to you by nerdist or something you know okay like that's, you know what let's let's that that's a good point well that's next we need a <laughs> we right? need a uh sponsor if we can get so, a sponsor then i'll quit if you're listening i know stitcher premium's not a thing but what sirius xm is buying podcasts spotify nerdist would bl- i think we'd you know kind of blend in with, with that crew um what is the other one um maximum fun gimlet I'll, I'll go to gimlet let us know but anyway so i'm playing all these nes games and then i start up my copy of prison city on the computer i'm using the xbox controller and it works really perfectly with it's just like old school nes style mechanics and i'm like batman contra gi joe i'm picking out all these games like this game feels like an amalgamation of all the great nes games that were clearly an inspiration because i i could be wrong but i think they even use the same color palette as the nes like the nes is limited to something like 50 something colors on screen at the same time i mean you can tell they're using that very limited color palette and it has that same feel um what were your first impressions of this game that was it that was me i booted up i go well, you were tired. You must have been real tired. I was so tired. Um. Okay. Let me be real. Let me be not Let's a be real. not a, a cynical monster. Um. You know, I've talked. Uh, I think on here, maybe not, but I'm not a fan of like nostalgia. Oh boy. And uh, so that was a you know I'm already a little bit turned off. Um. It's really going for it. It's really going for the, mm-hmm. this is nostalgic, uh, but that has no real s- pull over me. Uh, okay. Um, I played, I, 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 you know, there's, so it starts with like a, uh, what, do you, what do you call that kind of level? Like Mega Man X has that little intro. Yeah, where you jump right into it and uh, you get the intro is like very much zero wing, like all your base are belong to yes. us. It's got to be yeah. an inspiration. And then you and then you go you beat you after that you go to a stage select so I I've, I'll Mega Man be, style I'll say this too I, I completed two levels 
Okay. Uh, so I don't. I don't. Did you have far? How far did you get? I I I checked out all the levels. I did not beat me. It's a challenging game. It is. It's it's tough. It's tough. So I beat two. Um, and I just I don't think I would play any more of this. Wow, really? It's so it's so interesting. So like, here's Matt. He's playing Starfield. He's playing Baldur's Gate three. Which I mean, nothing wrong with that. And here I am playing NES and all this. And this game just clicks with me. So I think that kind of it speaks to the play style, right? Like if you're into the more simple retro games, like I fell in love with this game. I just haven't had the time to get into it, uh, but I'm excited to get into it and play more of it. But I mean, it was checking off every little thing to me, uh, you know, that I'm looking for. And it's exciting because we don't get games like this anymore. I mean, I know indie games have become huge and you get similar types of things, but for the most part, right. When you're talking about PlayStation five and, and, xbox series x and all this you know the new games you get just they're to me a lot of times overcomplicated. and when you get a game that's like hey this is like mega man or you know when you get a, a dead cells a you know a metroidvania game like i love the games that harken back to the yeah. old stuff but then throw in some improvements like some quality of life stuff and some uh like we said an amalgamation so that you get um you know, it's a little bit more complex than those basic games, but it still has the same feel. So I th- maybe that to me is, from what I've seen, again, I do want to be clear, I haven't beaten this game or, or really even, I, there There could be upgrades. I don't, I don't know. I didn't get any when I beat the, the first level. And actually, I may have not even, I think I beat the second boss and then I didn't really go past. Maybe after yeah. that, they gave me a double jump or something. Right. But uh, I didn't, I, di- I didn't. I feel like there aren't the improvements. Man, like, okay. I had an instance where I got hit, I get knocked back, and mm-hmm. I'm hanging on a ledge, right? Okay. But these but these enemies are sort of just tracking, like little flying little helicopters. Yeah. And so I would jump back up, but they were right there, and I get knocked back into the hole, and that just happened until I died. And that's the kind... I mean, that... That's very retro game, I, uh, but just had that feeling to me of like, okay, all right, I don't like this anymore. I don't. I f- and I. But can that for- was the challenge of old retro games, right? They're so complicated. Like this, the, you have the pattern recognition and just nailing the right jump or the right whatever. Well, it's not. It's not that I got hit. It's that there was no escape. Like, once I was locked into this, like, the way the enemies work, the way your sort of invincibility frames work, uh, I, c- I couldn't get out of this and, mm. until I died. I had a couple instances of not knowing if I could jump down, you know? Like, because yeah. it's, it's sort of a... In every level, you're trying to find a contact. And once you find the contact, they give you a key card and you can go in this door. So you're going screen to screen you're going up you're going down whatever and there were spots where it looked to me like you could jump down go further down or there was even a, a spot where someone's across a gap but there's these two thi- two like i don't know what they are they're way in the background i guess but i they looked very foreground i tried to jump on them i <laughs> fell in a hole i died this it, 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 this feels very NES to me though. Like I oh think, totally. Uh, but, but I, th- 
did you you played what is it power is it power fist what's the what's the game this is very i mean you're in you are right like batman it's a lot like that yeah well uh, this this game to me um I, I took some notes of all the things that i found so uh the batman the play style of the batman on nes it looked very similar some of the enemies the little things on the ground with the spikes those are like straight out of batman um the yeah. The cutscenes looked like Metal Gear, kind of like with them talking back and forth. The stage select Mega Man, like we said. Castlevania for the level design. And I was going to say with the holes and stuff, I mean, you get a map and you get a Castlevania-esque map that updates as you explore the levels. And so that kind of shows you, oh, there's a place to go down here or whatever. But I get what you're saying. There's a boss called a Hind D, like the Metal Gear. I mean, it's the same. I mean, I know a Hind D is a helicopter, but... uh, there, I saw, fought in Ed two oh nine essentially. <laughs> it, it, it that's like I mean instead of I think taking what I'm supposed to from that and being like cool that looks like Alien or that looks like Ed two oh nine I'm always just sort of rolling my eyes because it eventually to me doesn't feel like homage as much as just we just took all this stuff and it's very like Ready Player One to me which I hate okay okay. Well, book I and mean, movie people i read the <laughs> book i watched the movie and people be like well the movie but the book like the book's the same sure. blend, blender of nostalgia that is just sort of like i don't know I, I just feel like well we've done this before and i think like homage can work well um but just the thing of i don't know i guess to me this just is those things and there's not enough innovation on top of that for me to like care like shovel knight i i didn't love it but i felt like there was kind of enough uh going on here that i could be easier for me to get into that or um hollow knight i think is kind of another like yeah they're doing some other things dead cells i mean all the metroidvanias that kind of build on uh hades dead cells even what rogue legacy rogue legacy and rogue legacy two is really good and two improved on one even with the different things you could do yeah no i get that i i think there's room for both i totally get what you're saying and if you're not into the retro and if you don't want the nostalgic experience i can see how you know add something more give me something a little more complex where the game could evolve into something differently but uh you know I think what this game is doing and aims to do, and I I could be wrong, but my impression is that it's really aiming to reproduce the type of game that you play on NES. And and I've so recently played all these games to where I'm like, whoa, a new game that's just like these games, but but, but not just one. It's a game that, again, takes from all these different things. Like, to, to go back to my list even, you know, I'm playing the original TMNT on NES, and you're having to jump over gaps and, you know, hit them right so you go over the gap instead of falling in it. I know which one you're talking I know the game yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. You, you got uh, the circles floating around, which was kind of like, I think, like Super Mario World. The freeway level. Did you play freeway? Yes. That's like the surfing, or I think even Double Dragon has one where they're on cars, but it's a a constantly moving vehicle level. I don't know the technical term. I should, but uh, it reminded me of the turtles surfing on like level three or four mm-hmm. of the arcade game. Climbing fences was like Super Mario World, where you could climb the fences in the background and and go all around. Holding onto walls is kind of like Batman or Ninja Gaiden, which are both very similar looking and and playing games. So, I mean, just that was off the top of my head. Having just played these games, I was pinpointing each of these little things, and so. I'm thinking these are like the best parts of all these games and they combined them so you could 
jump like this character from this game, but then hold on to walls like this character. And to me, putting all that together made a really cool play style because you know you're used to like oh it's cool that you can bounce off walls and ninja gaiden but if you hit it wrong you fall but here he climbs and holds on to the wall so you have time and you can shoot obstacles and like there's puzzle elements where you can't climb on the next ledge until you shoot it with your weapon so that you can open up the ledge to hang from and then from there an enemy's shooting at you so you have to you know shoot the gap and then you have to jump over their bullet and climb on the next ledge and I, the play style to me was really unique the way that it combined those elements and and challenging too like i said i i tried to just hit all the levels to get that you know the feel of them and i didn't have a chance to beat them so like matt said this is not a complete review but this is a first impression and yeah i was really digging it power blade that was the game i was thinking of power blade i don't think i have that one what was that what it's very similar i mean it's it's okay. it's a really uh uh there is a there's another one too. I swear it has fist in the name. Are you talking about new games that are like retro games? No, no, no. Powerblade. It is old, an old it's one. An okay, NES gotcha. game. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just I uh, there's not not a lot here that I feel is all that different than just going and playing Batman or whatever. Uh, okay, buy the hundred dollar NES, buy the thirty dollar Batman cart, blowing it, clean it. Try. I mean, sure you could, but. I mean, here's a new game. It does. You play. You're, you're right. There's it's a no, new game. There's no other way to play those. There's None. no other way Nothing. that you could figure it out. No. Now, this is a new game. It's it's It retails sixteen ninety nine on Steam. So we're talking about for less than the price of the Batman cart, less than the price of a Mega Man, one, one half of the price of a cheap Mega Man, one fifth of the price of the first one or the fifth one, or one seventh of the fifth one. Um, you know, this is a new game that you can play on your HDTV with your controller of choice hooked up to your computer, save states. I mean, I think it, you get the best play, of both worlds. It plays it play, it play well. Yeah, and, and I I think I will. I think also they're nailing what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, I th- I just think it is not not for me. Well, you know what? The best part of this review, Matt, is that now no one can say that we sold out. That's right, and we'll never get another <laughs> review code ever again. <laughs> so I just cut all your stuff, and uh, when you say yeah. like yes, okay, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, no, but yeah. hey. That's how it goes, but you know. But that's the other great thing too is we've talked about this previously, even on the first episode, I believe, is that uh, this is the great part about games. There's so many types, like movies, and I know we don't talk about movies here, but Ew. not everything is for everyone. And so, if you're more of a retro gamer and you lean towards this play style that I'm on right now, this this is the game for you. I think this is a great choice. If you're looking for a newer type of game, Matt's saying. You maybe lean towards Baldur Gate, not so much Starfield. Maybe they'll improve it, but for right now, you know, Baldur's Gate is what's doing it for Matt. So I, I think that's the nice thing about having so many to choose from and having a balanced uh, viewpoints on this show. It's all about honesty here. Well, we've said it from the top, Matt. If there's one thing that we are is honest. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to learn to love nostalgia. Maybe that would be. But that that's that's the hard thing too, because the way you describe it makes it sound like I'm just like, oh, I'm so nostalgic. Like I don't like that's movies. You that all just, right? 
I just don't like movies that hit you over the head with nostalgia, and I feel like games would be the same way. I, I'm not the kind of person that just eats up everything because, like, oh, remember that thing? Like, I, I hate that kind of stuff. But to me, this didn't feel like just nostalgia. I don't know. I, I, I know that I have more of a love for the old games than you do, but I, I don't know. To this, this is not that. Oh, to me, I so. now, now, now. Hold on, Mister. I love old games. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I love old games. You don't know who I've been talking to. Do you, you you don't know who I've been been you've been talking to? Okay, because oh, okay. uh, but but no, you called me and you you said, oh man, mm-hmm. man, it's like it's like Flashman stage, it's like Flashman stage, and I'm going what what? I was just like three in the morning. Like, wow, <laughs> who is this? It's it's like Flashman stage. It's even the music, even the music. Like what's going on? I could tell you'd been crying. <laughs> yeah, but that's our three AM call. We have we, I we know. have that check in. We have that check in every morning. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you I was excited. It. I was excited, man. I couldn't sleep, you know, and I was excited for our call. It had Ugh. been it had been twenty three and a half hours since we had Chucky. spoken last. Chucky's in Ready Player One. He was in there. I saw him. What? It looked, <laughs> it looked just like the elevator full of blood from The Shining. It looked mm. just like it. That was a what? good recreation. You got oh, it. Did Chucky do something cool? No, he's just there. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man. man. Um, yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. So, Prison City. If you're into retro, check it out. If you're uh, a cool music guy like Matt, then... Uh, <laughs> If I hear a song that plays a chord that was used in an older song, I go, I don't like this. <laughs> this sucks. Matt, Matt has zero nostalgia. He's the opposite of nostalgia. He's yeah. a total snob. You better invent a new chord of music. Every song I write is a dissonant mess, but it's all new. It's Never all been new. played before. I like it. Look at the originality there. It's great. Have you gone back and played? Like, I know that you're playing these newer games, and I know you're like, you know, you're kind of like giving away some of your old retro stuff. Like, do you play any old games right now? Not right now. No. Well, Not right now. Wait. Uh, hold on. Uh, well, uh, me and my lover, Courtney. Oh, beautiful. We did, we did make a, a bit of a pact that we were going to beat Mario 64. Oh. And we've been talking about it, and maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll just do it. Can we talk about something that may get me in a little hot water? Please. All right. People make tubs full of hot water and they love it. So maybe this will be good. (laughs) Just depends what mood you're in, man. It just depends. So have you been playing N64 lately? No, I don't. I've never in my life had an N64. We bought the collection, the Mario 3D collection thing when it came out. Oh, are you going to play it on Switch or N64? Switch, yeah. Oh, Courtney had the uh, N64. Oh, so no, I've never, I've never been an N64 guy. What a Missed dumb it. idea! I agree. Now, um, okay, well, I guess maybe this won't be as relatable. Not have, you've played one, right? At some point. Oh, sure, you? yes. Okay, of okay. So I've got friends that swear by N64. I know John really loves N64. Clearly, there's people that grew up with it and love this thing. The games are pretty expensive for a lot of them now. I mean, people love the N64, right? So like, that's not. I'm definitely the odd man out on this one. I think it has some good games. I think Mario 64 obviously is 
from a historical standpoint, it's revolutionary with what they did with the 3D level design and open world and everything. Like, it's just, it's amazing for what it is, and it's still a fun game to play. But I think there's a lot of really bad games on the N64, like a lot of bad games. And I started playing it, and I started off with Goldeneye, which, you know, everyone loved Goldeneye. I played it to death. And I'm just like, these controls are horrible. These are just horrible trash controls. And I had to go through the menu, and there's thankfully they give you a whole bunch of different options. And I landed on, I can't even remember which one, like the fourth one is the third or fourth one, if I think of the name. But you know, I could actually then kind of control it, but like I'm, I'm moving around with, you have to use the little C buttons, the little yellow mm-hmm. ones to like, yeah. to navigate. But then I could use the thumbstick to actually walk forward and backward. And what I really think it comes down to is that controller is garbage. I think with it's the, very, it's very specific and which is kind of like a Nintendo thing, right? Like, yeah. Um, they make things for like their first party, like for Mario, it worked right. fine, it, but that, now you have to use that controller on every game. Right, and I guess GoldenEye was exclusive. Not first party, though, but anyway. No, that'd be before, like Rare uh, Rare was a big developer, and then Xbox would eventually buy them, which is crazy that Nintendo yeah, right. wouldn't buy them. It, I think, right, like, I mean, so that was pre, obviously, pre-dual sticks, um, dual, dual analog uh, and yeah, first-person shooters just didn't really work, or at least ones that had a Y axis. Yeah, because uh, like Doom, you know, you're just it's just left and right. There's no right. up and down aiming. But Goldeneye did right. You had to. You have to look up and down. So the thing they did, which I I think is an absolute necessity, is they added auto aim. Like you. Sure. You have to because if you think you can control, now I'm not. There's some. I'm sure there's some experts out there. Don't get me wrong, but for the for the average player and you know someone picking up an N64 controller for the first time in years since I last did, you can't aim right at them and shoot them. I mean, you to do that, you'd be going back and forth and over, you know, over aiming and correcting. And so it's really great that they had the auto aim mm-hmm. option on that one. But uh, you know, I finally got it to a place where I could. Uh, control the camera with the left stick, which is the only stick on this, you know, on this controller, the basic one. And then I could um, aim up, down, left, right with the C buttons. And then instead of the, was it the, I don't think it was the trigger. What's weird is that this is the other weird thing. You hold it in your left hand, but then to shoot, you know, the trigger's usually on your right hand, but then I think one of the controls lets you use it, but it's weird to pull with your left. And then, when I changed this control scheme to the third or fourth one that I used, I had to press either A or B to fire. So I'm yeah. I'm looking with the left analog stick, I'm aiming with the C button, and I'm firing with my thumb on you know, a face button instead of wait, a, the, the triggers. The stick is 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 movement or yeah, the stick okay. was movement, but to go up, down, left, right. If, if there yes, was a yes, guy yes. up top, like I still want to aim up a little bit That's or whatever. Still your, your camera. Yeah, so, but that's the only combination I could get that was anything resembling a modern. Now, I know at the time things were different, and like you said, this was a new controller and all that, but uh, man, it's just, it was a slog to get through. Well, and So I didn't play Goldeneye until I'd already played Halo. Okay. And so it was just, you know, yeah, I, forget I, it. There's no I, point. It's And that that's, I think, I'm kind of with you on the N64 era, 
of games, they're most of them are not fun to play. They're it's yeah. more of a, a to get a historical perspective, right? It, like, it, right, revolutionary. And and I'm big on the history, and I always try to view things through the prism of when it was released. And I did play these games around launch, so it's not like I had never had an N64. But you know, I don't play it often, and it had been years since I came back to it. And um, they just don't hold up. I guess that's a good way to put it, right? I, I so, like, you're right. I'm with you on that, yeah. Right. NES, I, I think PlayStation 1 has a lot of that, too. And, and a lot of the big game. you know, I think the first Resident Evil is not... If it, well, you the, know, the tank controls are tough to go back rough. to. And, and I, you know, there, I think there'll be people who say, we're at, we're out of our minds. <laughs> Maybe we are. But, hey. uh, you know, I, if, if Resident Evil... That didn't exist and came out today just as it was and someone was like look we made this retro thing i think people would be like well this is just too archaic this i don't like this yeah no I, there's a reason why resident evil ditched the tank controls i mean it's just they're they're horrible i mean at the time i played it at launch and i thought it was really fun the atmosphere the cutscenes, the cg cutscenes, like when that first zombie looks at you and there's a lot of great things uh the 20 minute loading times between rooms not one of the positives of the game but uh you know i mean that's why i guess on n64 like when you got resident evil 2 that it was cartridge right so yeah, it was yeah, fast yeah. memory yeah. so you didn't but if you're on the disc it was just like all right let's get to the you know every room has the door that opens because they have to load the whole next Old, level. Uh, chris redfield has to really build himself up you know yeah. he's just looking at the door going okay all right okay let's open it up i can do this um i mean it's a cool it's it's a cool way to not just say loading but you know after a while you're like good lord i've seen so many doors and that, but I, you know, it was like the jump to to three D, right? And there's so much stuff to figure out. And and I, obviously, those were all steps. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying like they were they were like oh they got it wrong that time. Like they but figured you, out a bunch of stuff, and then you took the best stuff onto the next one, right? And you you left behind weird control schemes. I remember reading uh, someone posted. It's like PC magazine or some some magazine that was talking about the WASD controls and and how you know this is impossible to get used to or something or yeah and I'm sure twin stick analog control was the same way right like somebody out there was just like this is insane why would you use this control scheme well um, so so N64 came out in like 1996 in in North America and this controller comes out and everyone goes we need analog sticks on our controllers but obviously what we're saying about the controller we're onto something because what happened a year later everyone puts two yeah. I mean PlayStation invented the DualShock and they put two analog sticks on their controller and what has every system had you know, most like Xbox, the PlayStation, did, and now the Switch. Did you play Ape Escape? Yeah, I loved Ape Escape. That was like the sort of not tech demo, but it was yeah. a big showcase for the dual yeah stick because you, you swipe you, the net with one analog stick. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like you would paddle a boat, you'd rotate both of them, or you know you could do one to turn yeah. the boat. Uh, I remember. Uh, a friend of mine got that. Maybe it might have been packaged with the DualShock at, at different times, you know, at, uh, or there was a package you could buy. Because I don't think you could play Ape Escape without it. 
And and the yeah, I'm pretty sure. You, yeah, you had to have it. The DualShock wasn't. Uh, it didn't come with the console. It was it was released during the PlayStation's run. You know the right the, right or, original PlayStation only had a. Uh, uh, D pad, right? There wasn't. Yeah, a, there, yeah. Had no. Analog. So no, you're 100 that, that dual it shock was after N64. I think everyone said we got to have analog sticks, but they're smart enough to put two on there because they're like, yeah, we want to look around well, and move. At the same and much time. like the Rumble Pack on the N64, I remember being like, this is stupid. I don't care about this. And then that friend got Ape Escape and that dual shock, and I went. Oh, I get it. Okay. But yeah, the Rumble Pack on N64 makes your controller so heavy and it's so weighted, strange. I mean, again, innovative. The ideas are there. But then they put the Rumble in the controller, like the DualShock, and you're like, oh, okay, this is reasonable. And when you, well, you know? and, and you don't even notice it all the time, but there is things like, there's feedback there that's like important yeah. for gameplay, right? Like, oh, I'm getting hit. Actually, that was a, kind of a problem i had in prison city there were times that i was taking damage on that bike level mm. that i didn't know if i was taking hits or not necessarily uh should have been using your dual shock should have put some rumble in there yeah yeah so you know obviously it's an evolution so again i'm not negating the historical importance and like we said mario was revolutionary but the games that really excelled were like mario in my mind on in 64 so you had mario 64 Banjo-Kazooie, um, Conker's Bad Fur Day. You had those 3D platformers that really excelled with the hardware, and you know, even though the camera views could be weird at times, but you know, those were the games I enjoyed. Uh, other first parties, Mario Kart Fun, Mario Party. Um, oh, yeah. I did like Mario Party. Yeah, they had some good ones on there, but I don't know. Like, uh, This is another one that I, I picked up for cheap, but not saying I'm going to enjoy playing all the time, but like Turok, you put that on N64, <laughs> And you got the one analog stick, and it's just going to be the same like annoying thing to play on there. Yeah, remember, I, I, I would definitely have trouble going back to, uh, and, and I do. I think I feel the same way as you, and I mean, maybe it's because I didn't have an N sixty four, but I feel like N sixty four suffered the most of that era from like. It seems like only Nintendo. I'm, I'm looking at a best list right now and it's okay. all yeah paper mario star fox smash brothers it's all uh, first party uh, wave race might have been wave race was fun i don't know uh, that that was first party but that was a fun one mario golf here mm-hmm. mario party 3 i mean we've got you know uh sequels on a best list but it's like all three mario kart of course uh, and then even like Diddy Kong Racing, which like yeah. not first party, but that was when Rare was, was kind of only it working was, yeah. with with Nintendo. So I would think they would be, you know, more familiar with that hardware sure. and, and and stuff. And uh, yeah, Perfect po- Dark. I mean, that's another Golden Eye. You know, it's still Rare, and uh, you know Pokemon's that was a- Stadium. Which again, I don't think Pokemon's technically first party but i mean uh, so tied to yeah i mean i nintendo owns them now right like pokemon and intent think do they so? not they're so intertwined i would are maybe they own Let me look. pokemon but not game freak I, I don't know um uh but- to summarize pokemon is owned by three companies nintendo game freak and creatures inc Okay. Of the three of them, Nintendo likely owns the largest chunk of the ah. Pokemon IP, including the copyright for the series and all characters that inhabit it. That is an excerpt from GamerBraves.com. 
Yes, I feel like if you went to a top 25, well, here we go, top 25 PS1 games. Is it all going to be first party so, about? No. Bet not. I mean, we already got Spider-Man, Tekken 3, um, Tony Hawk, which I think was on uh, N64, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Man, that's a great game. Metal Gear, that's not a... Uh, Although exclusive at the time. Yeah, but still Konami. Well, and obviously you're going to have exclusives on here. But I I think, yeah, my point is that like... Developers were making stuff for the other consoles that really utilize the hardware. You know what, Matt, really what it is? Nintendo is like Sega kind of where... You know their con- their their hardware failed because people didn't buy it, even though it was great hardware and had great games. But now they put Sonic on every system. There's yeah. there's three trillion Sonic games. Uh, Ryan and I, my son Ryan and I, were trying to go back and build up some of the good PS2 games because we're going. We are looking at PS2 and PS3 and some of those consoles that are now considered retro, which does make me feel old. But mm-hmm. now PS2 and three are retro, so we're going back. And I'm like, how many Sonic games were on PS2? Like, it's crazy. There's games Sonic Knights, Sonic... Oh, yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog. I, there, there are so many Sonic games. He cusses. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Bad boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, if Nintendo ever failed because they, you know, because people said, hey, this hardware is really hard to develop for and it's really weak and can't keep up with stuff, like, sounds familiar from the last five generations of nintendo but if anyone if they ever just said like we're not buying this this stuff sucks like we know you have mario and it's great but like everything else sucks on it because your hardware can't handle it then they'd have to jump ship and do with mario what they do with sonic but because they are nintendo because they are such a storied company and their games are so great like don't get me wrong their games are their first party games are great and they're enough to carry the system but uh that's the problem is that everything else runs like garbage on them. You know, try to play a modern game. That's not a indie games are great on switch, but try to play, you know, like they released the Witcher on switch. I can't imagine that's a great way to experience well, that, that was game. Years and years after it had already been oh, on everything else. Yeah. Seven years into the run, right? Like that just came out within the last year. But what I mean is like all the games are so the, the switch is what eight years old now. Like it's crazy. Right? That's yeah, nice. it's it's crazy, right? They're using the same hardware that's eight year old hardware, and uh, you know they need a refresh. But all the games run like garbage that aren't their first party optimized titles, and so yeah, they're great for that. They're great for indie games, but uh, that's that's really the problem is their hardware holds them back. And so I think well, that uh, they've kind of struggled with that since N sixty four when PlayStation came out and just cleaned all their clocks. Like, do you know the history about how? the playstation got developed oh yeah with the with the uh cdi or right the yeah like so they were with nintendo yeah yes so uh, as i say things wrong i'm like yeah i know it it's just wrong stuff yeah right yeah it's it's just crazy to think so discs are of course so much cheaper to create right so like a nintendo cartridge runs on those rom chips and they cost like seriously 10 or 20 bucks to to make and then you have to buy them from nintendo if you're a developer and then sometimes they would put like with snes and 64 like they would put extra hardware right. to process the graphics on the chip so the they FX would get chip 
Right, the Star Fox has and a couple other things. And so they were so expensive to make all these carts and they were a, they were finally going to like give in like, oh, let's make a CD version. And so they team up with Sony and Sony's like, yeah, we're going to make the CD drives and uh, we'll partner up and uh, you know, we'll split the profits. Well, Sony had an exclusive distribution deal built into that contract like that was how they were partnering you got the nintendo name sony's making the hardware and so of course like sony's going to distribute all the games and they would get a couple bucks from each one or whatever their deal was that worked out and nintendo oh and and sony had the right to develop their own games where nintendo was the gatekeeper right so like that's what ever since nes when they came back and saved the video game market uh you know because people were releasing just absolute garbage on atari and flooding the market so nintendo wanted a rain to rein in all the games and everything would come through them with that nintendo license unless you you know found a way to bypass their chip or come out with the aladdin deck enhancer you know and, and get around it so uh anyway playstation could make their own games which means nintendo could not control the content the quality etc and they would be the sole distributor so Nintendo goes like, no, we're, we want to make all the money. And, uh, they like last minute, like at some kind of a trade show or conference or whatever, just completely pulled the rug out from under Sony. And they said, yeah, we're going to use Phillips for our, for our CD, uh, you know, and like Nintendo was there at this thing. Like, it was just crazy that they did that. And so seriously, it's insane to think that because Nintendo screwed Sony over, they created their, their biggest competitor and and sony comes out with the playstation shortly thereafter and it cleans all their clocks it it outsells nintendo 64 it's got the better games it's got you know games for grown-ups and all that you know it it kicks their ass it kicks saturn's ass i mean they they just awoke this beast by by screwing them over and so i don't know i think that's kind of an interesting story that you know nintendo tried to well, in that, you know, it was kind of a Dreamcast thing, too, though, because those CDI games were just too advanced. People just weren't ready. Right. Uh, Nintendo made the right choice, really, but Wand of Gamelon and uh, Hotel Mario, people just weren't ready for it. It's too bad. Yeah, well, and, and they just they just didn't come out with the right stuff, either, because Sony comes out with all these great third party titles like you said i mean you know some first party but mainly third party and and uh it's cheaper to develop on the the hardware is better the disc can hold so much more space uh, and again it, the people that licensed games for playstation they maybe have to pay a dollar or two and put these things on those black cds they literally yeah. to develop for n64 had to pay nintendo 20 dollars per game or whatever it is and so think about that if the games both sell for 50 60 bucks and you have to pay $20 for a Nintendo cart. Yeah, that's... No, thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll pay crazy. less. I like less money. I like pay less money. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I, sorry. I, <laughs> uh, Matt sent me a picture of the link from the CDI. That's like the really crude... It looks like someone <clears throat> took that Link TV show that was on... Uh, what captain n and the game masters but they drew it in ms paint like that's what that's not usually when people say that it's a exaggeration but it literally is what it looks like looks like it's drawn in ms paint so anyway they they created the playstation because nintendo screwed over sony at the last minute playstation came back and i want to say they outsold n64 like four to one or something it was a huge thing and and now it's back and forth between PlayStation and Xbox, and uh, 
you know, but Nintendo with the Switch, you know, I think they've got the the family market as as they've kind of steered into that direction. And you know, it's kind of like what we said earlier. There's something for everybody. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna make a good move with their next thing, or you think they're gonna go like no. uh, lateral uh, Wii, Wii U type of? <laughs> I think this. I think the Switch Two, which is you know whatever they end up calling it, they, there's some leaked name that sounded really silly. But uh, but if they call it the Switch Two, that's the same as the Wii U, right? Like people are going to go, what is this? An add-on? Oh, you or think like, so? I mean, I think a Switch Two, like if they actually call it something that sounds like the next thing, that's probably the right way to go, right? Well, right. You're, you know, but I I think I mean I know the Wii U, like I'm Super just saying, Switch. You, Using the same, called the Super Nintendo. <laughs> no, uh, the the problem is is that I think they screwed themselves over. Obviously, like Wii U is a terrible name because it yes. just seemed like an add on for the Wii. And I'm so worried that if they come out with the Switch something, they're just going to repeat the same mistake. That's right. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm. I don't know. I mean, I could go look and figure it out pretty quick. No, I guess. Don't. But, but no, with don't a- Xbox, I don't know what the new Xbox is called. Like right now, you know what I mean? Like I would have to. Yeah, I think all these systems have problems with that. But here's the difference, Matt. So when parents are buying their kids these things, the parents don't understand sure. the difference between a Wii and a Wii U, right? And that's but like PlayStation is doing it right. I feel yeah, with numbers. Yeah, like, it's fair. That's fair. Because um, I, yeah, I, like I said, I don't know. I w- if I wanted to go buy an Xbox, I would have to go look up like well, what is Series. S, what is one? What is X? Uh, yeah, their naming convention is horrible. The X- Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, one. Xbox One X, Xbox Series X. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, gibberish. Uh, it's garbage. And and you know, yeah, right. I think that's kind of what they did with the Wii U. What is you? What is that? What is that? What does that mean? Is it the same thing? Is it a different thing? And I yeah. think uh, it, now, do you assume? Do you assume it is a switch? To essentially, or do you think they'll do like a different? No, I think it's going to be a switch too. I think at this point, what I will say is the switch is again revolutionary in the way that you can dock it, mm-hmm. you can take it with you. I mean, eight years ago when that idea for it came out, I mean, I think it's brilliant. But you are straddled by the fact that you have to take a full system with you and a battery has to power it for so long. Um, so obviously there's hardware limitations. The GPU takes up a lot of energy, the CPU, all that stuff. The screen, of course, now you have an OLED screen. So um, they're limited. And But I will say that the, the concept's revolutionary. It's convenient. It's great for people on the go. You don't have to have a Game Boy and a home console. So... I think they'd be crazy to take that system away. Like, I don't think they're yeah. going to come out with the Nintendo whatever. You know, I don't think they're going to come out with a different Nintendo name, but I wish they would because could you imagine playing the new Mario game in 4K right. s- s- 120 or 4K 60 and having it look beautiful? Because, you know, you look at the Zelda games and they're super optimized and they do look gorgeous for what they are. But imagine seeing that in 4K 60, you know, it just, I want, you know, so PlayStation's putting out 
it's not a portable like the Switch is a portable, but it's a, it streams to it, I guess. It's or? a cell phone that can't make calls or use any other applications. I okay. mean, it's 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 a it's a remote it's a, play. Handheld. It's a tablet. It's a mini tablet that they cut a dual sense in half and put it on the edges of it. It's a yeah, it's a remote system for two hundred dollars that you can only use at home with your system. So, but I do feel like Nintendo has a a thing of being like, oh, other people are doing it now. Where there's the um, Steam's uh, the Steam Steam Deck. Steam yeah, Deck? I've got I've got uh, the Steam Deck and the Asus. What's that white one called? The Rogue. The I don't know. I can't. But, remember. I, but I feel like Nintendo has kind of a, a history, at least, of like when someone else does it, they go, well, okay, other people are doing it. We'll do. Do something else. Do something something different. Oh, they have a connect now. That's motion. So now our thing is there's a screen in the controller. But you know what they should do, though, Matt, is, you know, and maybe the reason why it's taken so long, maybe they are going to revolutionize. What if you could take your Switch 2, we'll just call it that, okay, and right. when you dock it, you're docking it into a GPU, and then it puts out 4K60. I, I, I guess that would be cool. Right, like they I make external GPUs cool. for laptops. They they right. do make you know. So what if the dock wasn't expensive? It wasn't a. I mean, I know they still cost sixty bucks or whatever. But you know, what I mean, what if the dock, like if you broke it and had to replace it, was a three hundred dollar piece? What if it was a GPU yeah. booster, essentially like a three D card used to be in a computer? And what if it would then take your games to the next level, so you get the best of both worlds? The portable seven twenty P runs great for portable and everything. Dock it, get your four K. I mean, that would be yeah awesome. I so, guess you're right because they got the games right. They've got Mario. They've got the IP. But they just yeah. don't have the hardware. And then one of the documentaries I was watching, they were even talking about the same thing. They're like, Nintendo went a different route. And I mean, to their credit, look at their value. Look at their sales since the Wii. Look at, I mean, I, they fumbled with Wii U, certainly. But look at what the Wii did and how it got your grandparents to buy a video game yes, system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so they are going off after a different market, and they unfortunately left the gamers behind that. You know, and I know people are going to... I get people still buy them. I have a Switch too. But but you're not playing the new Call of Duty on Switch. You can't. No, but you're, right. but you're not, you're it's not a, playing... It's a different thing. It's a different thing completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, people don't say, do you have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch? Right? Or a Switch, it's, yeah. It's, it's, do you have... Do you, do you play Xbox or PlayStation? Do you and have then also, do you have a Switch? Yeah. They're two different things, right? And so, again, indie games have been great on Switch. You know, Dead Cells, all that stuff runs great on a Switch, no problem. But when it comes to something like the big games, the big AAA titles, if they make them for Switch, they're, they run really poorly. Uh, or they just don't come out on it because the developers can't. I mean, that's the big problem, too. I mean, not to get into all these different consoles, but have you heard all the blowback that Xbox is getting because of the Series S? A little bit. What What's the deal? The... Well, so like Baldur's Gate 3 is not out on Xbox, which is yeah. crazy. Oh, because they want the, the you, parody or yes, whatever? You, yeah. you have to. They have put out the mandate because they sold all these systems promising, right? Xbox yeah. Series X has been out for two years. Like They told people, you can get the $500 Series X or the $300 Series S and play all the same games. Well, two years later, they can't go... Oh, you bought that three hundred dollars Series S? Yeah, that doesn't play new games. Like people, I mean, they would have. First of all, it definitely would be a class action lawsuit. But uh, they're making developers make. They have to make games for both systems. And so, for the first time in the past couple of years, they've 
decided there's a compromise where um, if you're playing Baldur's Gate 3 on Series S, they're going to do something different. Like you're going to actually... You can't do multiplayer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, co-op, right? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. So it's the first time in the couple of years since it's been out that they're going to actually lose a feature if you're on S, but it will still come out for it. <clears throat> but the point being, all the developers, their hands are tied, and some of them were getting in hot water a couple of years ago because they called it because you know they're working with these systems, and they go, this Series S is the bottleneck. Yeah. Like You're making us release stuff for this, but it's just it's already outdated. And uh, now we're seeing like huge third-party titles like Baldur's Gate are not even out on it because they can't make it work to Xbox's liking. So as time goes on and these games get more complicated, it's going to be harder and harder to develop for. And, uh, you know, you're talking the same thing with the Switch. The limitations of the Switch, like there's a lot of games that just don't come out on it because the developers are like, we can't, you know, we can't do it. It's not yeah. going to run on it. So yeah, well, and you're right. Xbox really, I mean, you're right. Shot themselves in the foot because now it's well, then it just won't come out on Xbox. Right, right. When so it, it's when like it all could, or... it could come out on the on the <laughs> most X, advanced yeah. one, which I don't know what that is. Series uh, X, Matt. Series, Series X. X. Yes. X or S. X. S is bad. X is good. Okay. One, which X, is interesting because on a Series tier X. list, S is. The top super, yeah, and X isn't on there. But are you are you trying to tell me that naming conventions are not confusing? Me, no. What <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know what it is. I know that's what, with the long. Uh, they have a long history of being confusing, and they haven't stopped any time recently. Oh well, boy, they should. That, that'd be cool well, if they did that. Hey, what would we talk about, right? Um. Well, maybe we'll continue the conversation on Circle of Wizards X. <laughs> I like it. Well, cool, Matt. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Um, you know, hey, we got uh, we talked about our, our newfound fame and fortune. We got a review code. Uh, we've bowed mouth every system in the yeah. industry. Um, where do we go from here? We got to get that sponsor. Got to get the sponsor. Okay. So, we're, uh, you know, I know everyone in the industry is going to be listening to episode two. They've all been waiting by their pod catcher, waiting for the new app to drop. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. we'll get this up and they'll, uh, well, we'll keep our phone on standby. Sounds great. All right. Well, Matt, what do we say at the end of every episode? Uh, great. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you do it this oh, time. I thought go ahead was a part of it. Go, go ahead and. Go ahead and go ahead and put put your robes on because we're circling up wizards and game game on something like that. I couldn't say it better myself. See you, Matt. Bye. <laughs>